again, everyone. Boy, it has been a long time since the last episode of Project 35, but we are back. Uh, what have we been doing in the meantime? Well, we had the holidays, of course, so we were uh, busy with that. Family, friends, food, probably some booze mixed in. Uh, you know how it goes. And, uh, yeah, that killed a lot of our time. But uh, we've also been hard at work on the festival proper. We've had two big announcements, one in December, one just this past week. Big names, big announcements, incredible announcement videos, if I do say so myself. I had nothing to do with them personally, but uh, it's all fest stuff, so it's all good. And we're really proud of them. So if you want to get up to date on who is going to be playing 35 Denton this year in March, March 11th through the 13th, 2016, go to 35denton.com. You want to get the specific announcements, scroll down to the blog. Watch the videos. They're fantastic. And, of course, always follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You'll get lots of updates, lots of information about the artist. Go to our Spotify profile. We have playlists of the artists and all of our announcements. Good information there. You have no excuse not to know what's going on with the festival. But, yes, the podcast is back. This week we are speaking uh, out at the back porch at Dan Silverleaf with Pearl Earl. You've seen them around town. They've been playing all over the Metroplex. Probably, if they're not one of your favorite bands, they've played with one of your favorite bands in one of your favorite venues, and you have missed out. We had a blast talking to them, getting to know them better. They will be performing this year at 35 Didn't. We couldn't be more happy and more excited about that. So sit back, grab a drink, and enjoy this episode of Project 35 featuring Pearl Earl. Now our host, Scott Porter, will take it from here. Hello, welcome back to another installment of Project 35, the 35 Denton podcast, brought to you by Denton's premier music festival, 35 Denton, the 2016 version edition of 35 Denton will be March 11th through 13th. You can buy tickets right now at 35denton.com, including VIP fast track passes that will get you into the Redwood Studios recording sessions and priority entrance to all of the clubs participating in the festival. I am Scott, your host. I am here with Pearl Earl. Hello, Pearl Earl. Pearl Earl, of course, a quintessential Denton band for locals meeting through likely dubious drug-related uh, uh, connections uh, who have, in the last year, sort of become one of the go-to hot shit Denton bands. Um, so tell me about that. We're here with, let's see, it's um, Stephanie and Ariel and Charlie and Bailey. Ariel... Uh, tell us about your year. It's been a pretty full-packed year of, oh, it's been a pretty crazy jam-packed year. I mean, we've gone across the country together. We've gotten to, you know, record a few times. We've gotten to play the Domas as Nirvana. We got nominated for the Domas. We added a member. We... What else did we do? Well, Ariel and I, at two different times, Rock Lottery 13 and 14, both got oh, yeah. to participate in a very awesome local thing that brings musicians together. 
And on top of that, all participating in other bands that are going through different incestual fluxes throughout Denton, as we all do. Yes, the Denton yes. way. The Denton way. <laughs> I love my band, but I also love my band. But don't forget about my band. The other my bands. Band. Yeah, my band has a band. We have a side project that is just us. Different name. Um, so how many bands are represented here? We're talking about Pearl Earl, but how many bands between the four of y'all are there? Um... That's what I meant by in a flux. Over yeah. the time we've been together, we have participated in... Stephanie was three total, including Pearl Earl. I was three total. Ariel was three total, including Pearl Earl. Charlie was three turtle. Turtle does. And <laughs> I, too. You, too. I was in the and then now do the math on we that. Ha- now so we Bailey have a band together, too. That's still active. And so it's like a total of 19... Eight, Some seen, of them seven. are the same like band. Well, them two had the same band. Well, he was in Our. three. Oh, okay. Because he's been playing Rebelski shows. He's played a Rubik's yeah. show. So it has been, I would say, over ten. Yeah. Over ten. Over ten. <laughs> the Denton That's way. That's safe to say. So does, that, does it become a problem uh, when booking? Um, you know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah. we have a show on Friday. Well, I can't. At first, when we like when Pearl Earl first started, I was in two project, two other projects, and I was having to rush from venue to a house show, and uh, just like having to like rush from one show to the other. Like I played two house shows in one night a few times, and then at one point I had to play in all three of my bands like the same night at the same show, <laughs> yeah. one of them required a costume change so and a persona change, so that um, was really kind of hard and stressful, but it was fun, but it felt like I was just like very mechanical with it. Just, you were doing the job. Yeah. You were doing the job. Uh-huh. Um, we'll explain the costume change. Um, well, there's this project called Gross Bitch and the Sour Patch Clits. And um, I like that name because it's subtle. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my really good friends, Sally, she is gross bitch, and then we are her sour patch clits, and it's a it's a rap group. Um, and I do like the beats on like Garage Band and stuff, and like the song structuring. But she's like the main rapper, and so we're all in these like kind of ratchet outfits, and it's pretty raunchy. I mean. With a name like that, that's surprising. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a music video out there, but, yeah. We kind of, we're, we're not doing it right now, though, because a member moved and kind of got busy, and it's kind of a joke project, but some people really like it, so. It definitely had a, a, a big draw. I know that for uh, certain, well, lots of bands in Denton would, would try and get Gross Bitch to perform or, or just have an appearance. Uh, at a show because they knew that if Gross Bitch was on the bill, you know, a lot of people would show up to <laughs> see the ratchetness. To behold the ratchetness. Yeah, yeah. to be part of it, just grind and dirty. It was all a joke nasty. until one of the members got fired for the video. Yeah. Do what now? One of our members, the reason why we kind of don't actively pursue it so much anymore is because um, one of our members, she got one of her like dream jobs and um, like was really excited about it and then the um, her boss, his wife, like I guess like 
checked her out on social media and saw that she was in this project and didn't get that it was like a joke and told him to fire her and so it really like was upsetting because she did like, get fired she got fired from the dream job uh-huh but she's, she's but, not really a stripper, but that is why that she, she was an as, assumed to be a stripper. But Candy that was, pants. <laughs> that was all a joke. That's fucked up. That got really yeah. real. I can't imagine. Well, that's, that's some real world shit there where you're like, where you're, man, this is art. This is art, even if it's a joke, mm-hmm. even if it's crass, it's art. We're expressing ourselves. And to, to have that sort of, I, I can't imagine getting fired for a fucking well and the job the job that she got hired in was in leather work so it wasn't this like not lost on anyone that's listening. yeah it, it it wasn't like she got hired at a medical clinic it was like she got hired doing she's not a high some counselor. leather job yeah and then that's a creative outlet you know you think creative boss creative wife maybe creative mind but no it's Texas. I just assume everybody's an asshole. Yeah. Except for the people that I'm with currently. <laughs> um, you have to be careful. You do have yeah. to be careful. I, I'm a professor now at Texas Women's University, which just happened this past year also. Which Teaching. Which was a, a big event. What? And I teach printmaking, sometimes painting, and drawing. Yeah. So, you know, when we're on stage, you have to be a little, you know, conscious of who might be out in the crowd or receiving what you're putting out there. So do you guys anymore... Do the people you work with know you're in bands? Uh, have you ever had students show up at your shows? A couple of times. Yeah. All of my fellow professors are really into the fact that I'm a musician, and they like it and they support it. So I could pretty much do anything except for just, you know, no DG Allen stuff. No, no, like, throwing turds. No throwing <laughs> Yeah. We just got to keep Don't my, pee my on shirt anyone. on yeah. for the most part. Keep the fluid for the most inside. Part. Yeah. If, so, yeah. Charlie, words to live by. <laughs> in a professional setting, keep the fluids on the inside. Keep them inside. <laughs> okay, so let's talk Pearl Earl. Again, I was reading, uh, I don't know if you were talking about this before we started the interview, but I was reading a, an, an, a Dallas Observer interview from January 2nd, before Charlie was in the band. In fact, in the article, it was like, we just got an unnamed secret new member. Oh, um, yeah. Was that yeah. in there? Yeah. You, you, were, right. you were like a mystery there for a minute, buddy. A mystery. We were incorporating How did, him. Um, was that the first, if you remember, was that the first kind of bigger sort of press that you got? Was this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so as a younger band, only you've only been together for just over a year, right? Yeah. And you've had this incredible year. So a lot of people that aren't in bands, they don't see that thing where people start noticing your band what was it like before before charlie was here um we're like hey man the dallas observer wants to write an article about us do you remember that feeling yeah i mean it felt it felt good you know to like get that attention because i i kind of think that dallas kind of was a little bit late in discovering some good like denton music because there's I mean, I feel like they're just now kind of getting onto the scene and what it's really about. For a while, it was kind of all about folk, yep. unbeknownst to folk, you know. But it, they, I think now there's just more attention going towards the more, um, 
I guess, eccentric stuff that they were missing out on. So it was nice to be, like, um, a part of that. This is the age-old cycle. I've been in town since forever, and it goes through where it's like, everything's happening in Denton. Nothing is happening in Denton. The death of Denton. Oh, my God, the rebirth of Denton. The festival's back. There's no festival. Um, it's It's <laughs> been interesting watching y'all's sort of rise to prominence because uh, I feel like y'all are one of the Denton bands that are representing this era of Denton and so do you feel any sort of pressure when you get to Dallas to like kind of Denton up a little bit like what how does Dallas treat you now when you go play a show at say Three Links or something versus a show at Rubber Gloves where it's your hometown best friends and lovers kind of shit uh well I think an example is, like, the way Dallas treats us. Like, it's not as uh, friendly and weird as Denton because it's a lot more, like, posh and, like, more city-ish. Like, when we went to Three Links, our last show, or I don't know if it was our, la- our last Dallas show, but it was, like, around Halloween. And in Denton, you know, we like to get dressed up. Like, I mean, every every part of the year has like a costume party and I we dressed up and I remember a few people like we were just in weird 80s outfits you know like workout gear gear. and um I I saw some people like look us up and down like thinking that we looked ridiculous so they lack that kind of um freedom of play yeah like I feel like they're lacking that there so but then when we come I guess Refreshing? I don't know. Well, and I've definitely had a couple people in Dallas come up to me and and just be like, "Oh, so where are y'all from?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, we're we're a band from Denton." And they're like, "Oh, yeah, totally. I could definitely see that." Yeah, like, no, yeah. They... Not even after hearing our music, just by like looking at <laughs> what we're wearing, like as you know, and, and that's just in my normal clothes or whatever. But it's it's true. Like I feel like when we're here, like we have friends that dress up just for. The hell, hell of it, it, you know, and and so do we sometimes. And and about that that Halloween show where we were all dressed as men, and that's part of the. I mean, that was the photo that that article that you were talking about. Yeah, and, um, Mabel Peabody. The Mabel Peabody's yeah. article. We were we were dressed as men, and we were kind of like, well, well, shit. Do we need a cross dress all the time now? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And I mean, we don't mind doing it. It's kind of fun to like have these alter egos and personalities and go out, but it's. It is, you know, I mean, we don't do that every time. It's like, we don't always do that. Well, just a fun thing to do. I don't know if y'all remember, but even though Charlie wasn't in the band, he was the master of ceremonies that night, and he was also in drag. Oh, yeah. Charlie is Charlene. Charlene. I have dreams oh, about really? Charlene. Yes. Charlene. <laughs> I bet you're a very handsome woman. Thank He's you. He's hot as a woman. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah, we good bone structure. We try to get him in a dress as often as possible. <laughs> and it works most of the time. <laughs> Let me ask you this about Dallas. Uh, I know that when I was playing in a band from Denton that a lot of people didn't know what to do with in Dallas, that they would sort of, because I'm assuming you're getting a lot of offers now. Like, hey, can you play? Can you play? Can you play? Can you play? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a piece of you now, I would assume. So do you find yourself sort of getting booked with the same three or four bands over and over in Dallas? Because I, I know in my experience, it was the kind of thing where it's like, well, so-and-so's playing, so we should get record hop to kind of flesh out the bill. 
you guys encounter that? Well, a, a little bit, like, with certain, I mean, with certain bands, like, I guess one example is, like, kind of, well, I mean, yes no. Like, Sea Lion is one band, and I feel like we try and group ourselves with them, but yeah. a reason with that also is I've known Hunter since, uh, for, like, ten years. Yeah. So we've been playing and grew up kind of in the same area, so a lot of those different Dallas bands, there are is like some friends that are still in the area. They're just not up in Denton. Yeah. So those are easier, much more, con you know, people to get in contact with. Yeah. But I don't say we like limit ourselves to that. It's been pretty, pretty uh, different. Yeah. It's been really varied. We do. We have played a couple shows with Party Static. We have played a couple shows with Dead Mockingbirds. We've made a lot of really awesome band friends. Off random kind of bills. Off yeah. random bills, then we're like, wow, actually, can we do this again? Right. So we have chosen to play repeat. But, sort um, of a mutual admiration society oh, yeah, coming totally. from the same place. And it's really based off, we just want to hear your music again. Right. We yeah. want to hear your music again. That'll like, be a fun we Friday night. We want party yeah. with right. you. Yeah. yeah. But, okay, now let's so, do it in Fort Worth. Okay, now yeah. come to Denton. So it's been really cool in that way. We do like trading shows a lot, not just with everybody all around it seems to be the best way to kind of really get to know them and also you know spend some time with them and but then, we've, but then mm -hmm. we've also had like um random gigs like restaurant gigs like uh this the guy at three links um the owner's friend who owns this one place was like I'm having a, you know, a year anniversary party or four-year anniversary. Like, I'd love for you to come. And then, then we played that, and then his friend liked us, so he was like, will you play at my restaurant? And those are the best. And, and then, then we get put with, like, we met a DJ named Big J, and he knows everybody. We're like, oh, how have we never run into you? you know? Right. So, like, getting to play with different genres, too, and that sort of I think that one of like my favorite times to play with uh, other bands is like bands we've played with on tour, and just being able to reconnect with them when they come through Denton. When they go on their tour, it's like, okay, yeah, y'all helped us out whenever we went, you know, to Laramie, Wyoming, and you made me tacos. yeah, you made me tacos <laughs> in the morning. You know, we played Ninja. We had that like moment, and and now. When they come through Denton, it's like okay, now we got to show them a good time. We got to house them. We got to like book them a great show. Put you them know, up and feed them. yeah, and yeah. and then we also know the type of music that they play. So if maybe like, well, typically we do want to play with them, but, but if, if we, we can't, can't, we'll we'll hook them up with another person that we know or another band that we know or uh, you know, like a booking person, and, and it's good for them. You're based out of or whatever is like you know being on the road talking to people you've never met and just describing it to them and they're like okay we're gonna we're gonna come you know and the people that have actually come and came here from all the places we met out in the west coast like come here and they're like wow you guys weren't kidding like this place is really really cool so did, it's did you guys hit the road before or after the karaoke superstar ep we released it on like my birthday, and then when was it? May first right? at Dance at of Relief. Relief. Oh yeah, by the way, we're at Dance of Relief on the patio. You can hear everybody drinking behind us, probably. Um, this is where we do the podcast. That's the most interesting thing I've ever said. <laughs> Jesus, I interrupted. Go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, we did it. We released it here on my birthday, and then um, we left like. 
right after. I went to PsychFest, and then we went, I think PsychFest was a, that following day? Um, we, or? Left, we left, our first date was Austin on May 11th, so it was that next weekend. Okay. And, and I, I love math records, Charlie Hunter. He yep. really wanted to help us distribute it and, you know, get us on the ball with that. And um, so we even had um, cassettes supposed to be coming out in time. Didn't quite get printed in time, but met us in Seattle at nice. my aunt's house. She had a package waiting. And so from Seattle all the way back down, we had tapes that really were released by Dojo Baby, which is Brack Cantrell, and he recorded the EP. Did that feel fancy being somewhere? Oh, hell yeah. The, the whole of the thing States, felt like, fancier than we ever thought. Like, like Bailey's. We showered more. Like, we didn't get to. <laughs> none of my relatives are on the West Coast, but all of theirs were. And they really, like, treated us well. And we got to, like, camp and, like, see the West Coast for more than just, you know, playing shows. Like, we did a lot of stuff. We took in everything we could because we haven't been there. So yeah. went to wineries, camp, got on a yacht. A yacht. Camp uh-huh. That is fancy. We yeah, went in the bay at camping. Seattle. My no uncle's shit. a sea captain. <laughs> and he had to drive this yacht that day and said, well, hell, come on the yacht with us. And then, Sentences I've never heard before in my life. My uncle's a sea captain. <laughs> and friends with Kanye. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly. Well, well the, the guy at the winery, like... He is related to, like, the guy that owns the winery is related to the Guinness family, and his brother was on tour with, like, Pitbull as, like, a stage manager or something. So, and he, But he was, like, a huge Deadhead fan. I mean, we met a lot of, like, cool people. So we're trying to open for Pitbull uh, yeah. this next year. It's our goal. We'll, we'll talk about that December of 2016 yeah. Yeah. when we do Pearl Earl Year 2, the 35 podcast. Hold your breath. Let's, uh, we, we mentioned Karaoke Superstar. Let's go ahead and, uh, for y'all that haven't heard Pearl Earl, uh, this is Karaoke
karaoke superstar. Um, that song got you guys some attention, didn't it? When the video came out? Yeah. Yeah? You guys were getting press about that? Uh, Bailey's sister did the video. Yeah? Oh. Yeah. Uh, Actually. Well, there it is. Did we get, I don't think we got any press, though. Does that matter? No, I remember, I distinctly remember, that's the first place I saw the video. Was Central on Park. Some fucking or Pat. Central. <laughs> Central Perk, the coffee shop from Friends, is the first place I ever saw. I made a Friends joke. I don't feel good about it. You just blew my mind. Also, it was was it only 15 years ago? Because I think it might have been longer. I don't know. I don't know. Um, nobody should. She doesn't. She just doesn't watch TV. Are you one of those? You don't watch TV. She's so never seen Breaking Bad. Nope. No. Never once. She doesn't uh, know the Water Boy. She doesn't know Adam Sandler water boy. movies. I, I'm more curious. It's less about Bailey having not seen the Water Boy and why <laughs> Water Boy is your specific <laughs> example. Choice, yeah. I don't know. Two it was like why Water Boy? Because that's like, like <laughs> you know, like. 2001 A Space yeah. Odyssey. Yeah. Bailey, what are your feelings on Kubrick? Haven't yeah. seen it. Ariel's yeah. like, but what about the fucking water boy? <laughs> yeah. That's well, fine. That's fair. I, I mean, it's like childhood movie. You know, she's... Have you even seen The Lion King? Yes. Okay. Talking about Lion yeah. King. Oh, Ariel, before you got here, we had a whole in-depth... That's why when you sat down, I was like, how's Nala? Oh, yeah. all right. I'm it's glad you covered now. this. And then we have Simba at our house, and then apparently there's one eyed cat that doesn't like Scar. 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 Yeah. Uncle Scar, you're so weird. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> um, about karaoke superstar. Yes. Sorry. Bailey, doing it, the right thing here. It's a really funny thing because um, we had some other songs already. Um, at the time that we wrote that, Ariel was just singing it as a joke song. Like, because we all are pretty much karaoke aficionados. Would you agree? Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. We love karaoke. Yeah. Crossroads is right by our house. All yeah. of us live on Bolivar Street. Okay, so it's yeah. a hop and a skip and a stumble to Crossroads. So karaoke is a big part of our life. And then we decided, wait, this shouldn't just be a joke song that we play in the jam room. This should be a song. So we recorded it. People loved it. And so... Ayrton, when my sister came to me, she's a video artist that lives in Albuquerque now. She was like, well, what song should I do? Well, Karaoke Superstar. So that's kind of how it happened. What was the process of shooting the video? She we did it. no idea. She just, I like in yeah. green screen and her with a, whole bunch, with a whole bunch of different costumes. and. She just called me and said, Bailey, send me every wig and costume that you have. <laughs> and I sent a package to New Mexico and about you mailed wigs? I mailed wigs and sunglasses and scarves, and about a week and a half later, we had this quirky, weird, total Ayrton Chapman creation, which we just absolutely love, because the karaoke superstar is everybody. <laughs> the karaoke superstar lives within us all. Exactly, and she totally <laughs> captured that because she's acted out the karaoke superstar as all these different personas. Well, okay, this is important then. Uh, we'll go around the table. Bailey, if karaoke was happening right now and you had every song in the world, what would you do? You get one. I would sing Beast of Burden by the Rolling Stones. It's an old school choice. I like it, Charlie. David Bowie, Life on Mars. Nice. Tragedy! 
The Bee Gees. Ariel going to the Bee Gees. <laughs> Stephanie? My humps, but Alanis Morissette oh, version. Oh, God. <laughs> I haven't heard the Alanis Don't. Morissette version. Come to karaoke tomorrow okay. night, and I'll show it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that in my head, like, you guys are there every night. It's kind of across the street. What do you want to do tonight? We could practice. Nah, fuck it. Let's go to karaoke. Like practice, we're all free. <laughs> yeah. We usually do it after. We practice. usually do it after. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. We practice, and then it's like eleven o'clock. We got time for a couple. Songs. Oh, I don't get to sing any songs, so I get to hit. Not yet. He's Not yet. <laughs> I, there's some ideas in there. Are they gonna work you in? Charlie's the new guy. Well, he he's a little. He's not so new anymore. But when did you join? We we looked at this on the calendar. It was uh, the first show that I played. Was that was the Dallas show? It was in Crown and Harp. I think it was in February this year. Okay, but still January, new. February. And our first uh-huh. show was. You'll always be the new guy. September 11th. <laughs> so that was. Yeah, that was five months into it. But he definitely did his time before he was even in the band. He was taking us to the show. I have a van. He has the van. <laughs> I got a van. You know, he I was helping me unload, helping me load. Be like, Charlie, this is really I heavy. Feel like, I feel like these songs could use keyboards. Who do we know that plays keyboards? Charlie? Yeah, okay, well, let's get around to that. Who's got a van? We need to get the show. Charlie's got a van. <laughs> Charlie's got a van. Well, and Central Track even uh, did a little spotlight on the Chuck Wagon, which is the van's name. Uh, Evan Henry interviewed us for the, the van article. He oh, does yeah. The van wagon. The van, the van one, yeah. 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 So that was cool, too. So, now, why, so why'd you guys put Charlie in the van? Well... Um, we tried out because, like, I, I had a few like synth parts in mine, and I had a bigger sound in my head than what we were doing. But this was like the start. So whenever we first came together, I kind of knew there would be a fourth person. But we at, or we tried out a few people just to see, you know, like what that was like, and it just didn't really work. But Charlie actually, you know said he was interested, like, approached me about being interested before I asked him, but I was thinking of asking him anyway because he plays, like, the, he's the only person I know that is specifically, like, kind of keys and, right. and has the equipment and the knowledge and, you know, well, and he the swap of doing it. He had been to a lot of our shows anyways. He already knew the songs. So he knew the songs. The songs. Yeah. And, and Which is a lot yeah. of fun for me, like, because it was the first kind of time I'd been in a project that I'd heard, and then, you know, standing third person, I was like, yeah, you know, it could be a little something there, yeah, a little something know, it there. Yeah, sound good right here. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So, so once it came about, it it really blended well. Like I spent kind of a lot of extra time with just like I I, I teach keys and stuff uh, for a living. So I'd have a lot of time at work, and I would just, like, listen to the songs and be, like, playing around with parts. The like, perfect fourth member. <laughs> Already working on it before he's in the like, He was. Oh, well, he really was. It was a challenge for me. A lot of the other stuff had been, like, heavier or very, like, kind of either punk or, like, just... Power-driven. Yeah, just a lot of well, heavier stuff. Well, when I think stuff. punk, I think keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, no yeah. way. He even did... He was in a... Like a jazz funk, like combo too. I mean, he's done. I tried a little bit of everything. How long have you been playing? He plays bass too. I've I've been playing for live music now for twelve years. 
first show was at Curtain Club when I was 14. I was playing bass for a hardcore band. Nice. Curtain Club. You all play Bear yet? Pearl Earl? No. Uh, we haven't yet. Wait, but, but isn't the Curtain Club now called something else that I think we've played at? No, there's Curtain Club, Curtain, Club. At, Curtain Club and Liquid Lounge that's connected to okay. it. So let, let's do the Charlie segue here where, so you guys have such a psych sound, like an authentic fucking psych sound. Uh, I spent all day listening to it, and um, well, it's really good, and it, the thing is, it's like, it's, I'm going to say it again, it's authentic as shit, but you, Charlie, weren't necessarily into that kind of shit, right? Not necessarily. It was really, I mean, Raven's Eric has been, like, obviously a huge thing. Like, when I was doing other projects and stuff, I was having to do a lot of, like, bass on keyboard yeah. and stuff like that. So, I mean, I got into it that way, but I never really got into, like, you know, besides the main kind of psych bands. I never really dug that deep into it. Um, just because at the time I was kind of interested in other music. Sure. But now coming and playing with them and being introduced to new bands and stuff, it's like, I'm really, it's just like, just kind of seeing a new side of playing. Like whenever I told them, I was like, you know, there's playing with a lot of like major chords and just different keys that I would not usually tend to write in. You know, it's, most of them were, you know, Ariel's ideas. So writing for somebody else and thinking, you know, what do they want? Yeah. And kind of how is the song supposed to feel was way different than the songs that I would write. Yeah. So that was so much fun. It's just like, you know, being in a group where I don't have to, I wouldn't say not work as hard, but it's just like the placement of each part takes a lot more thought. I want to ask... So Charlie was saying that like you, so you're the, you're the main songwriter, yeah. Yeah. Um, where's the psych thing come from you? Um, just the type of music I've always gravitated towards. Um, what were you What were you writing? What were you doing before this? Before Pearl Earl. Uh huh. Um. Well, my first band I played in is uh, Mink Coats, and that oh, was yeah. another like psych garage project that I did keys on. And a little bit of guitar, but um, I kind of I picked up the guitar at 19, and I had written some songs, and they were I was always trying to go into that certain niche of music because that's like what resonates with me. And then um, then Pearl Earl came, like I approached them, and then it became that. So there you go. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, I was in a band for a long time with a very powerful female uh, songwriter and singer. Um, how's the girl band thing work out for you guys? You know what I'm saying? Like, I oh, it's a girl band. Talk to me about that. It's funny. It's, it's worked, I think, definitely in our favor because uh, a lot of girl bands that I see, they, they're not really in the same genre. And... Um, but then also, it's been a surprising factor to some people. Like, I've had so, I mean, we've had so many people that, like, we're fixing a play, and they seem like they don't give a shit. And then when we play, they're like, 
I wasn't expecting that to come out of you <laughs> right? girls. And it was what like... What the fuck is that? Because you don't know anything. But, what the fuck is that? So it's been a nice surprise. and then, But then there's also the whole stigma is, oh, you're getting attention because y'all are a female band. And I can understand that. You know, females are interesting, but... Females are very interesting. Yes. I've lived my entire life by that <laughs> fucking mantra. Females are very interesting. <laughs> having someone look at you as a girl drummer one way before you play yep. and then all of a sudden wanting to talk yes well i mean so what did that do in your head bailey where you're like it makes me want to prove that i can be just as good as anyone else but it becomes frustrating whenever even after you play um the thing that's focused on is your image and what we all really are trying to want people to really get to is like just listen to the music right you know like the music is really important not just about an image. You want to write good songs. It's literally yeah. the entire thing. Yeah. We're a band. It's a nut. It's all in a nutshell. It's you not have it all, and we're trying to work towards all of those different, you know, points. But trying to get the music charts is something that we need to work on the most. Everything else is coming really natural. Yeah. We all have good energy. We're all fun. We all are talkative, and that's not the hard part. The hard right. part is polishing it and becoming a really tight good. And not getting like too drunk in the moment. Well, that's hard, Ariel. <laughs> it's hard to not get too drunk at a rock and roll show. <laughs> well, and I think that like one of the fun things to do, just being in this band, it's like I know a lot of bands that we've played with that we don't really know the people in the band. Sometimes they're kind of standoffish, or they don't want to like party afterwards. But we all want to. Typically, like unless we're like deathly ill, we're just like deathly a party. Ill. We are down. We'll be a little sick and party. Yeah, no, but we were Ill. all sick last week, and I think like Bailey and Charlie played like six or seven shows, and we played like four. And you know, it's like, hey man, we're here to have some fun, and you know, regardless of whether you liked it or not, or if I'm a girl or if I'm you know hitting every note exactly right, like. <laughs> we're having a good time and you were dancing and I was dancing and like now let's take a shot or not or maybe not let's get probably, some water probably take a shot <laughs> take a shot I get that you're get trying to do water. the right thing acting like you drink water at yeah, bars but like but. I think the relationships that we make with people are, are are really important even like the music is awesome I love the music I love playing it I love hearing it I love meeting people who like it but I, I just enjoy meeting people through it, you know, like yeah. that being the means of my relationships with people is really cool because I know m way more people because of this than, you know, anything else. So, well, talking, speaking of meeting people, how was it playing with the coat hangers? You guys we didn't like the meet them. <laughs> no shit. They got it's there free. right before they played, and I had a brief conversation with the drummer. Hey, do you want me to bring my set back out, or are y'all bringing your <laughs> he said, no, nah, I'm good. But... I have a huge crush but they also, on the drummer oh, of the Coat Hangers. My too. God. I saw them here for the first time ever. Yeah, me too, me too. Well, they also, like, just played a show right before at, at the, the Foundry. At the Foundry, yeah. And so, yeah. like, they probably... They weren't there in time, there, but... Yeah, there is... I mean, it was Halloween night, so... There's a lot of people in a small space. They were, you know... 
they, they were just getting on to the next gig. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know like they were. They're road get, dogs, man. Yeah. They are road dogs. And you can tell they're just like, you know, can we do this? Can we? Is everything in order? We want to play. We, uh, we actually talked to the Nobody guys more that night. Than really? Teenagers, which was also really cool. Sweet. at that show that we played at Maples that got the press, one of our really good friends, Josh Banks, was dressed up as Nobody <laughs> and just making a fool of himself all over the dance floor. I love Josh. And that was actually my first time to realize who Nobody was. Really? Yeah. So. And so uh, this begs the question. Um, so... And now we're just having fun. Like who? So who do you wanna? Who do you wanna open for? Who do you wanna open for? Pond. Pond. Ariel says pond. I would too. And after I'm seeing them at Banter. And I'm pissed because they played here at 35, and Fishboy opened for them. And it's like, man, if we were here, if we were a we band three years bill. ago, <laughs> we could have played with them. But, but you're here now. But we're here now. What about but you, Charlie? There's other bands. I'd want to open up for Ween. Ween? Yeah. You Ween guy? I'm thinking about Ween today. I got a couple of Ween guys. I was listening to a lot of Ween today. It was just in the Ween kind of mood today. I feel like... I feel like... like, God damn, I want to play with him. Because I want to see him. Have you you not seen him? No. I don't even like Ween, and I've seen Ween twice. Right before they broke up, my buddy was like, hey, like, let's go... And he even said, he's like, I feel like this might be the last time we might get a chance to see him. I was right. like, no, they're yeah. going to tour next year. <laughs> next year, they'd split. And I was like, shit. I, well, I did get to see him, like, half a set at Bonnaroo. Okay. And I hadn't really listened to him. And I walked up to the stage because I just heard it and just asked the guy next to me. I was like, who the fuck is this? And they are like, this is Ween, dude. Like, I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> stupid. Now. Now I feel stupid, but I, I just love yeah, this? Yeah, this yeah, yeah, I knew that. yeah. So, but that's me. <laughs> There's also a really good what, what about yeah, Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie, go? What about you go. Uh, I saw the OCs here in Denton not too long ago, yeah. and that was a great show. Um, God, you go great. That would have been OCs. fun. And then also the Death Valley Girls. Uh, I've seen them, and that was a lot of fun to watch. So I, I'd definitely be down to to open for them. Or clothes for them if they wanted us to. <laughs> or clothes for Stephanie the OCs. Right Stephanie, if they Stephanie wants to close the deal with all of the, all the Death of Valley girls. <laughs> <laughs> Even the dude guitarist. <laughs> and I guess me, I'm going to go all the way to the top. Stones are all still kicking it, right? I want to play with the Stones, they man. But wait, wait, but but you got a Sabbath thing, right? Oh, I'm a Sabbath baby all the way, but, yeah. you know, the drummer never toured with them anymore. Yeah, and that's, would. Bill Ward is my hero, and I'm contemplating not going to the show when they come to Texas on their last Because Bill Ward's not going to be there. Yeah, why? I mean, t- I love Tony Iommi, don't get me wrong, but... He's one of the greatest. Yeah, so, so I'm going to go with the Stones on that. Damn. <laughs> well, you know what? I got a feeling about you guys. <laughs> Now, okay, so <laughs> we talked about the karaoke superstar EP, and the, but there's a new song, mm-hmm. and it's called "What Do You Know." What do you know? Uh huh. Yeah. Would you like to hear the 743 things that I know right now? This <laughs> podcast is gonna be four hours long. Here we go. I know that cats are invisible. I know that dogs are very friendly. I know that I like tamales. I'll stop there. 
Uh, let's listen to What Do You Know? What Do You Know? Right now. This is uh, the premiere of this song-ish? Yes. Sort of? On, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I, I, it's not on Bandcamp. It's we not ha- on Bandcamp. It's on YouTube, but it's different. It's not on Bandcamp. We, we hey, look, nobody goes to YouTube. Uh, not anymore. No. That's so 2014. Wait, this podcast is coming out in 2016. That's we so might get 2015. Paul to play it. Paul Slavin, Sir Paul Slavin. Paul, you have been called out. He does listen to the podcast. This is the song that Paul Slavin will be playing in two weeks. This is called <laughs> "What Do You Know." It's a brand new exclusive track here on the 35 Project. Is what we're calling this podcast. Uh, this is Pearl Earl's "What Do You Know." 